everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hustle Podcast. Yes, thank you so much. We do have a request though before we get started. If you have found our content to be entertaining or helpful, would you consider leaving us a review on iTunes? Those five-star reviews really help to make sure that our content gets out there and that our show continues to grow. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando and we're on episode 328. Yeah. An AI-themed episode. Yes. This is the most futuristic episode we have ever had on Pure Hustle Podcast. I mean, we've talked about the future in the past. In fact, somebody on our Discord mentioned, I thought it was hilarious. They went back and listened to like episode like 52 oh, or something like that. And they were yes. like, during that, I think it was year 2019 at the time. So long And ago. we were saying like, yeah, something about the way shipping might be in the future. And, you know. Don't, I mean, you might come back in 2022 and everything's different. And it, and then it's like, it was 2022. And he's like, I listened to it in 2022. So, um, but were we, we talked right? about, uh, we were right about a few things. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting because, yeah, we've talked about the future before, but like in some ways, like you got to stop and realize like we're, we're in the future. Like we're in that time that like a lot of people looked at. And sure, we don't have the flying cars that we talked about in, in episode 52 and laughed about that people thought would happen in the 2000s. But like now with the AI that we have, and for those of you who don't know, there's kind of been some breakthroughs recently with AI art making, AI um, uh, text systems that can have access essentially to any public documents that are text. And then that uses that information in order to uh, compile and come up with stuff that's pretty realistic looking. And it's, it, I mean, if you're trained, you might be able to know that this is AI, but it is getting really good, really fast. And and I was kind of playing around with it the other day and I was thinking, what are some of the things this can do? And so I had it make some uh, some questions for like, I was like, write a question on Percy Jackson chapter three, talking about theme and about, because I wanted to see if it could come up with a prompt for my students. And it did. And I'm like, this is crazy. And so I was like, I wonder what it could do for, because I know some people use it for blogs, what it could do for reselling. So I had it write some stuff on reselling. In fact, I showed Orlando, I, I had it do, because we've done a Richest Man in Babylon. So one yes. of the things I had it do is I said, write a blog entry about reselling using the principles from Richest Man in Babylon. And it wrote like a crazy, it's wild, crazy, it, like, and it was accurate. Oh yeah. I used all these principles and like, and you can use this in your reselling business as you're trying to buy inventory and save money. Make sure you pay yourself first. Yeah. Your like, profit it, margins are so this. And, and I was like, holy cow, like you, you can do so much with this. Uh, so we've been playing around with it a little bit and we wanted to kind of share uh, some reselling, what AI thinks about reselling, what it can teach us about reselling. And uh, <laughs> it I think it's going to be so pretty strange. fun. Think about this. In, when we started the podcast, we never would have thought we'd ever have an episode like this. Yeah. Let's see what robots can tell us about reselling. So well. Now, before we get started, in case you're wondering what this is. So there's this uh, company, OpenAI, started by Elon Musk and a co-founder, and there's I guess the IAI is called ChatGPT, and you've probably seen it on the news, on social media, uh, if, if you've been, you know, tracking latest trends, and it's been trending a lot. So you want to stay to the end, not just because of the hustle of the week, but there's a, a couple fun questions we asked, and uh, we might ask one live just for, for you know, just for, you know, kicks. Uh, we did ask these beforehand because we didn't want any technical difficulties while we recorded this, but... Uh, I, uh, I will tell you, I do think this is going to put a lot of YouTubers either out of business or it's going to give a lot of YouTubers content and you won't be able to know. <laughs> that, that I think that's what it is. I think it, before long, you're going to be looking at most articles written because already a lot of stuff that's on, on websites. If you notice, uh, 
it's like the same stuff recycled, especially on like those clickbait websites where it's like 30 things that you don't know about Hollywood. And it's like the same articles, but just slightly tweaked on a hundred different websites. Um, I think a lot of things are already kind of written like this. And I, I think that more and more information that's going to be on the internet is going to be made through AI, just coming up with content. So people don't have to do it. It's going to do all the copy editing for it. And then also there's some stuff that will take this content and then help you make videos with it. So I do think that it's going to make some, some people are going to be really wise, use this wisely. And then, um, it, it's going to help their business, whether it's on, on reselling, um, videos that people are making or content people are making as long as it's accurate i think it's fine um but i I almost wonder if this could even be used on things like as you're trying to create listings and stuff for your business if you can get like the if ai will get to a point where you can basically say like describe this listing for me in the in in ways that will like make it most profitable and like if it'll know like search through ebay listings and take words and key phrases you know who knows but uh yeah so let's get let's get to this can i just start with the first joke let's do it Oh, so, you're doing so a joke? Let's do the joke. Let's start with the joke because this oh, is a serious. Really low. No. Okay. So the first joke I asked it, I said, uh, "Tell a joke about reselling on eBay." Mm. And the first one it gave me was, "Why did the reseller cross the road to get to the other eBay listing?" Which is terrible. That's pretty bad. Now, but the chicken cross the road jokes are usually pretty terrible. So maybe true, that's like a, true. like unironically, like it's trying to you know. Now stick uh-huh. with us. Don't tune us out. Now I asked the second one. I just asked, "Tell me a joke about reselling." And this just happened while we were talking, and it said, "Why did the reseller quit his job? He realized he was just flipping burgers." All right, that that was better. That's it's it, pretty it, good. It's learning. It's yeah. improving. Flipping. I mean, it's using the pun on flipping. There, there. you go. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, maybe I'll have it do a stand-up comedy routine later. And see, who knows? Like ne- next thing you know, if we ha- and we need to get our website going because then we could have like hundred best reselling jokes, and it's all just we just had the AI write it for us. You're telling everybody our secrets. Yeah. Well, but it, in the, it, there's there's plenty of room. There's plenty of room. All right. right, So the first question we want to get to, because we want to actually bring you content that's actually valuable. Uh, We asked chat GPT, what is the best way to get started in reselling? And it responded pretty well. It gave us several steps. So uh, we're going to discuss these. Uh, Let I'll I'll read the first three and I'll have you read the other four. Like when we're done discussing those. So the first, or should we go one by one? Uh, maybe not one by one. Let's okay. just go through like a few. All right. Them. So this is what it said. There are several steps you can take to get started in reselling. Number one, research. Learn about different reselling platforms and types of products that sell well on each one. Look into what sells well in your local area and online. It's pretty legit. Yeah. Number two, start small. This is all the stuff we say too. Yeah, that's, that's what's scary. It's like they uh, read us. Uh, don't invest or listen to us. Don't invest too much money in inventory at first. Start with a small batch of items that you can experiment with. This way you can get a feel for what sells and what doesn't without losing too much money. Wow. Number three, develop a sourcing strategy. Determine where you will find the products you want to resell. This can include garage sales, thrift stores, wholesale suppliers, liquidation sales, etc. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like all of these things, like if we were writing an episode, like What's a good way to get started in reselling? These might, I think these would be like the first three topics we would talk about. Now, what I think you could probably get the AI to go deeper on these because I have noticed if you ask it to like write a blog article, it's going to give you like a 500 word thing. But then you can go deeper and say like write a 2000 word explanation or analysis. So you might be able to get more. But I think what, what we provide and I think what good content creators provide that this can't because these are all exactly what we would talk about. Yes, 100%. But, but is the like the nuance and like the examples and like, so when I was reselling, when I first started, so it's not going to be able to give you personal examples, 
but it, it is pretty interesting. Like that, that those are the, exactly the first probably three things like research, know what you want to get into, start small. Um, Especially the fact that it said, I, and I agree with this garage sales, thrift stores, like those were the first couple. Yeah. Right. And somebody just recently on Instagram had, you know, posted and said, Hey, I'm just trying to help my family out. What do you suggest on where I should find inventory? Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, if you got, you know, your loan supply and you have the ability to go to a garage sale or a thrift store, just start there. Start off with a few items, start small, flip a few. You get to research the platforms. You get to understand what it takes from the process of sourcing to listing to, you know, packing, to shipping, to dealing with customer service. And then you just build. And that's how every successful reseller has started. No successful reseller. We had somebody, uh, and again, you know, we, we, people all the time, uh, run into money and we've had people approach us before and say, Hey, I have about $20,000. How should I start reselling? Like what, how, where should I buy all my stuff? I want to buy everything at one time and get going. And I always, always leery when they say that. Yeah, that's 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 a terrible strategy. Um, but I mean, it could <laughs> you're work. just real with it. It's yeah. like it's bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it could work, but it's like the learning experience, right? Like when you we talk about reselling college, as it were, like your education experience reselling comes from making mistakes, learning what works, learning what doesn't work. And the 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 lower the stakes are as you're doing that, the better off you are. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're putting all the chips on the table and you're like everything's on black, let it ride. Hopefully I double my money. Great. I made it. It's scary. That's scary. Imagine you drop 20K and the market changes like in a month. Or you realize you don't know what you're doing with shipping and all of a sudden shipping orders are coming in. And and all the bad feedback. feedback. Yeah. So just terrible. So yeah, it's a bad. So yeah, it's giving good advice. Thank you, Chad GPT. Yeah. The next few things it says, create a listing, create an attractive listing and detailed listing for each item you are selling. Use high quality images and include all relevant information such as size, condition and description. It's good. Um, in fact, I asked it to write a blog article when I was messing around. of like, mm-hmm. how do you take good pictures? That's not one of the ones we're talking about, is it? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. I said like, how do, how can you take better pictures for selling items on eBay? And yeah, it went through a whole thing just like this. And it gave like step by step, like how to use natural lighting, how to have a white background. And it, it, it's crazy. So yeah, it's, it's telling you to create a listing. Then it says price your items, research the prices of similar items on the platform you are selling on to get an idea of what you should charge for your products, be responsive, be available to answer questions from potential buyers and to address any concerns that they may have. And number seven, repeat the process, keep track of what sells and what doesn't and make adjustments to your sourcing strategy and pricing as needed. And I love the ending that they have here to this little, uh, this little question answer thing. Remember reselling is a business that requires patience, persistence, and learning from your own experiences. It's true. Like we could end an episode like that. So remember guys, reselling, it's a business. And keep it real. (laughs) That requires patience, persistence, and learning from your own experience. So with that being said, like that's how we could end an episode. Like this is good stuff. It's crazy. But but, So let's rewind a little bit. You know, creating a listing, right? Creating an attractive and detailed listing for each item you're selling. So what I would add to that, and it does say that, use high quality images. Make sure you follow the guidelines of each platform. Right. What again, eBay is very clear that white backgrounds helps in the Google search. And I know you and I go back and forth, but that's just the standard rule on that. We use Photo Room. We're not sponsored by Photo Room at the moment, but the great app, if you don't have the ability to take quality pictures, but you have a place that has good lighting, Photo Room will change everything. Yeah. For you. And actually, I think Apple, uh, the Apple phones and um, Android, if you have the newest updated camera apps, uh, there are functions on there that will erase the background for you too. It's true. I'm seeing those yeah. and you can do it in bulk. Yep. It's pretty wild. So make sure you're doing that. And again, pricing, especially right now in this economy, 
pricing is going to be very key. So either you can, you know, list high with best offer, or you can list high with sales and best offer, or you can just make sure that you price competitively. And it's interesting. We've had some people on the discord talk about, I put the lowest price and my stuff to then sell. And I've always said in lowest price is good. If it's something that it's, it's an everyday thing, right? It's, it's, you know, a, a common thing. So let's say I needed a cell phone case, right? Or I needed, uh, you know, I don't know, some kind of flask or something, but if it's a unique vintage item, sometimes putting the lowest price isn't the best because a lot of buyers go, is there, there's something wrong with it? Is there something missing? But if you go middle of the road or even highest price with best offer, sometimes it works out better for you that way. So anyways, yeah. uh, chat GPT. That's really good. And, and the interesting it. thing is like, if we were to take each of those seven points that they gave us, and like I said, ask specifically, how do you create better listings in eBay? How do you um, set your prices for eBay? So if you took each one of these, if you were somebody who didn't know something, you could actually learn a ton of stuff using this. Yes. All right, here are the points. Okay, now I don't know a lot about that one. So I'm going to ask it to give me a 1,000 word you know, analysis of how to do this or an explanation of how to do this. And it's going to give you something pretty good. Again, it's not going to be, you're not going to have that human touch of like, in my experience or when I did that last time, it didn't work, but it's going to give you some good like aggregated uh, information. All right, the next question that we asked, ChatGBT, was what is the best reselling platform to sell on? And it's interesting because you thought you would think I wanted it to just say eBay or Amazon. You know, it doesn't have an opinion. It, it Well, it does have opinions, but we don't need to go into that. It does have opinions about certain things. Because remember, even though it's AI, it's being fed by any information. And by, by the way, from pre 2020. Now, I think that's changing with an upgrade coming up, hmm. but it's all information from before. But I thought it was great. And and if you're wondering what platform should I sell on, you should listen here to us share with you what Chat GPT told us. So I said, Amazon, one of the largest e-commerce platforms in the world with a wide world, with a wide customer base. That was my error. Wide customer base and a variety of products available. All right. All right. And I would, I would add to that if you're trying to sell new items. Now, if you're trying to sell used electronics, it works too. Uh, but you got to be careful with the news because the seller protections aren't as great. eBay, a well-established platform that has been around for over 20 years with a strong focus on secondhand goods and collectibles. And I would agree with that. There's no better platform for secondhand goods. The amount of buyers on there, the seller protections, the policies. And again, you can promote your listings and all that. I think it's great. Etsy a popular platform for handmade and vintage items as well as craft supplies. And I, I get this question sometimes from people that, you know, know I'm a reseller, but they don't sell used goods. They kind of make their own stuff. They always ask me, you know, where should I go? And I always say, go to Etsy. I have a friend of mine that actually, he, uh, he has a specialty. He creates these like specialty necklaces and he's been doing really well for years and he just uses Etsy and it's been great. Let's see what it says about Poshmark. All right, so next up, Poshmark, a mobile-first marketplace for fashion and lifestyle products with a focus on buying and selling used clothing and accessories. So this, and then the last one here is Depop is a platform that focuses on fashion, beauty, and lifestyle products with a large user base of teens and young adults. Now, what's interesting about this is you might say like, well, you can just Google like what's the differences between the, the reselling platforms and find something like this. But what makes ChatGPT interesting is... If there were no articles already written on this, or there's only a handful, you could essentially make it make a blog post for you. Like that's what's crazy is right now. Yeah, you could probably find a hundred people who've written blogs about you know what's the difference between Amazon, eBay, Etsy, Poshmark, 
Depop. But like Mercari's not on here, right? Right. Because Mercari isn't, it was around, but it wasn't as big as it, wasn't it is as now. Big. Um, and then it says here, this is where it gives a little bit more opinion. It says, ultimately, the best uh, platform for reselling will depend on the types of items you are looking to sell and the audience you are trying to reach. It is recommended to research and try different platforms to find the one that suits you best. Um, and again, you could you could ask this to um, give me more information about how to be successful on Etsy. Yeah. And it would do that, right? Like it would, it would give you that information. Um, and if you wanted to say, are you driving people away from the podcast? No, <laughs> no, don't, don't wait, wait till you finish our podcast and then go on and play with uh, chat GPT. I think you'll have some fun. Uh, in fact, I'm probably going to ask it a couple questions while we're on the show, just cause it's a, uh, it's fun to do. And I'll, I'll bring them up cause there's one I was thinking about. Uh, but yeah, you could pretty much make it make something for you. So again, if you were like, Hey, I, you know, how do I, how do I get into selling um, hot wheels? How do I know what the most expensive hot wheels are? There's probably some YouTube videos talking about that, but there might be certain things you're interested in and there's nothing. And this like where people are, are wondering what this is going to look like is, uh, for instance, I had a, this is crazy. So I had a, um, a project I had my students do. It's called NaNoWriMo where they have to, the month of November to write a novel. Okay. And there's like certain requirements like that for sixth grade, they have to write at least 1500 words. Uh, they can write in, you know, first person or third person, third person omniscient. So there's all these like things that they have to do. There's has to follow plot structure. It has to be a protagonist and antagonist, all these things. So I just put in my prompt what I wanted the students to do on there. And I said, write a 2000 word story about a protagonist that comes from space and is fighting off space pirates. Uh, and the antagonist is a giant mutant rat. And, and I gave it like the list of things to do and it did it. And so teachers are wondering, like, are people going to be able to start writing like essays on this and turning in? Um, so it, it'll be interesting on how it works for for reselling. But it, it's it's crazy that the, this is accurate stuff. Like, this is a good ex explanation. It's just another resource to add to your toolbox. Yeah. Now, let, let's do a fun one real quick. This is the one I didn't put in our notes, but I thought it was let's, applicable. What, what do you got? So I, I asked it, do a stand up comedy routine about reselling the style of Seinfeld. Ooh. So let's see what we <laughs> get here. What, what, where are we? Like, what world do we live in where we could just be like, what would it be like if, if Seinfeld did a, a skit on reselling? Well, let's find out. So let me read in my best Seinfeld <laughs> You know what's the deal with reselling? It's ridiculous. I mean, people will buy anything these days. I saw someone reselling a used ketchup bottle. Who needs a used ketchup bottle? Just go to the store and buy a new one. But no people want that authentic pre-owned experience. And the prices, oh, the prices. Have you seen what people are charging for a used pair of sneakers? It's like they've made of gold, like they're made of gold or something. Don't even get me started on the reselling marketplaces. I saw a guy selling a banana peel for $20. A banana peel? That's not even a thing. It's garbage. But the worst part of reselling is the waiting, you know, waiting for the right item to come along, waiting for the right price, waiting for the right buyer. It's like a game of chance. It's like going to the horse track, except instead of betting on a horse, you're betting on a used toaster. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> what is going on? But I guess that's the world we live in. Recently, is the new American dream. Buy low, sell high, and maybe, just maybe, you'll be able to afford a new ketchup bottle. Wow. Even threw in that punchline at the end. It, it, yeah. Circle back Ooh. around. That's really, I mean, and I love the fact that it started off with, what's the deal with reselling? Like, just like Seinfeld would. It's crazy that we live in a time. So... We I have to get is, on this. We are the, this is the perfect advertiser, Chad GBT. We need to make that. Maybe that just needs to be our new Instagram focus is like, we just tell jokes about reselling, like from like we do, we're the Seinfeld, you know what I mean? Or something like that. Like, it's crazy that this can create this. It's pretty, of course, it's not as perfect as a human would be in some of these things. But the fact that it came up with that in like two seconds and it's only going to get better. 
crazy crazy all right uh what's our next one uh next one uh, oh yes this is a serious one so again hopefully this is giving you content to help you in your reselling okay? and even if it doesn't it's it's, <laughs> it's fun. fun we're having this a good fun. time all right what should you do if you have slow ebay sales this is a question everybody always asks and there's always youtube videos on this so this is what the ai came up with if you're experiencing slow sales on ebay there are several things you can do to try to increase your sales. Number one, optimize your listings. Make sure your listings are well-written with clear and detailed descriptions and high-quality images. Use keywords in your titles and descriptions to make your items more easily searchable. So the only one I would disagree with, this is with older content again, it says detailed descriptions. I would say detailed item specifics. And in your description, this should be short, like one or two lines, period. It should not be longer because again, most sales now are coming through mobile. And so you don't, you don't want to, you know, crowd the area. Like back in the day on eBay, people used to have these templates on that they would put on there, like the, the history of an item and the story behind it. And they would have like flashing lights and clip mm. art. Like that, that's, that's 1990s eBay, even early 2000s. Next, it said price your items competitively. Research similar items on eBay to see what they are selling for and price your items accordingly. And that's good. It's good, especially when sales are slow. Offer free shipping. Many buyers look for items with free shipping, so consider offering it to increase the appeal of your items. And eBay has said this again and again, that they will rank higher items with free shipping. Now, Mike and I don't do free shipping. I know for myself, I only do free shipping if it's above first class, just because it's so costly if you end up doing free shipping. And a lot of people say build it into the price. And I, I got to tell you, these days, I think people are becoming more savvy and they get it. Like they're like, oh, look, look at this deal. It's free shipping, but it's more expensive because they're probably charging me. You know, they're trying to cover their shipping costs. Uh, number four, be responsive. Respond quickly to any questions or concerns that buyers have and be sure to follow up with buyers after the sale to ensure they are satisfied. I, I don't know if you need to follow up after the sale. You just let it go. You don't want to, you don't cause yourself trouble. Just, just let it be. Now, there are some people that do put in cards like, Hey, if feedback would be appreciated or, you know, follow my store or whatever. I mean, that, that's a good idea too. Uh, I would also add to that with send offers that if it ever pops up, when well, we said this so many times on the podcast, if they ever pop up, make sure you send it ASAP because the reason it's popping up is because people are intentionally looking at the item over and over again. And so eBay's algorithm is triggering it to send an offer. Nice. Uh, unit off on four. Yeah. All right. So uh, uh, we're on five now, five. You did five or I'm doing I did four. No, okay. you're doing yeah. five. So uh, promote your listing, share the listing on social media and consider using paid promotion options like sponsored listings on eBay. Good. Use multiple channels. Don't rely on eBay alone to sell your items. Use other platforms like Amazon, Facebook Marketplace, and your own website to reach a wider audience. Ooh, um, I disagree with the last one. No, and, and again, uh, the, uh, part of the hard thing is um, this is so contingent on what you're selling, right? Like if you're selling specific things that like if, if you are the model train guy or the model and that's all you do and you've got tons of them then maybe you do have a website where you're driving people to that. Or if you're, you're like, true, if you, if you're making your own things, um, but if you're the average garage sales, you know, even if you're a full-time seller, remember eBay does all the marketing for you. Right. right? But if you're, if you're super niche down, you know, if it's like, if it, all I do is sell vintage, um, vintage uh, music instruments and like people are after, like they know that I carry the best stuff. Like it might be worth having a website. Well, I where, would say do start on eBay and on eBay, you can actually develop uh, lists you can send information to individuals and stuff. And then in that newsletter, 
over time, you can shift everybody over to your website. Right. You so, get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but, but that's the point is like, unless you were to specifically ask, like, you know, I sell this type of thing. Like you're going to get, this is general. Like this is trying to apply to as many people saying. as possible. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, so to our audience, for most of our audience, that, that tip isn't exactly applicable. But if you, if you think of just in general, like it's not a bad tip depending on what you're selling, what you're into. Especially if you're niche down. I right. agree. And then uh, the, the last one here is evaluate your product, review what you're selling, what's the demand for it, how, are, how you are pricing it, and how you are describing it. Change your strategy if you think it's not working. So good. I mean, valuation, I mean, these are these are good tips here. Especially remember, sellers are slow. That's right. And then it ends by saying, remember, it can take time to build a strong sales history on eBay. So be patient and keep working to improve your listings and customer service. So it even recognizes the importance of having a, a good record. Um, this is this is really good. Okay, we have to do another funny one before we do our hustles of the week. Okay. Oh, oh no, did I just lose it? Okay, well, while you do that, hey, I want to talk to you about something that is not AI related. It is bubble related. And if you haven't had an opportunity yet to get your American Bubble Boy, it is still the best bubble wrap out there. It is the most affordable and it is the fastest shipping. I always I always say I ordered the uh, 700 and I believe 50 square feet or 700 square feet, four foot roll for $39.99. Mm. And it gets to me actually next day. And I'm out in the country in San Diego, but it gets to me next day. You, it's free shipping, two day free shipping. You could also do local pickup. So if you haven't had a chance yet, go to AmericanBoboBoy.com via our link below. And via that link below, it helps us out. Obviously it's an affiliate sponsor, but it also helps you out. And uh, listen, we've I, I've, I've probably spent, I don't know how much, but I've spent at least, I want to say, mm, Let's go conservatively over 1K on American Bowl Boy. I think it's been 2K, but I can't say for sure. So I don't want to mislead anybody, but it's the only bubble wrap I will buy. So check them out, AmericanBowlBoy.com. All That's right. good stuff. All right. This is great. So you got me thinking with that Seinfeld one. So <laughs> oh I asked it, um, write a motivational speech about reselling in the style of Tony Robinson. Oh, you should have done Gary Vee. But let, well, I was going to do Gary Vee, but okay. I was like, he already does reselling stuff. So anyways. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world of reselling. Some of you may think that reselling is just a hobby or a way to make a little extra money on the side. But let me tell you, my friends, that with the right mindset and a bit of hard work, reselling can be so much more than that. It can be a way to take control of your financial future to build a business that can change your life. Now, I know that some of you may be thinking, but Tony, I don't know the first thing about reselling. How can I possibly make a success of it? And that's a fair question. But let me tell you, my friends, that the most <laughs> successful people in this world are not the ones who know everything. They're the ones who are willing to learn, to take risks, and to work hard. So if you're ready to take control of your financial future, to build a business that can change your life, then I urge you to start learning about reselling. Read books, attend seminars, talk to other resellers, learn everything you can about the industry, and then take action. Because the only thing that separates the successful resellers from the rest of the pack is the willingness to take action. So my friends, I urge you to join me in the world of reselling. Together, we can create a future that is bright, prosperous, and full of opportunity. Thank you. I almost feel it's like, amazing, right? I almost feel like you're like Mel Gibson on a horse and Braveheart. You're about to <laughs> write a war speech. Yes. About well, the importance of reselling. Uh, we could amazing. we could do it's it. Amazing. Maybe I'll try that out. All right. Anyways, uh, 
All right, let's get to our. Uh, we're thrown off by this, but let's do our. We haven't even talked about our Discord, but let's do hustle of the week. Let's do hustle of the week. All right, hustle of the week. Wait, we got the music. You got oh, the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should. I should uh, have. So uh, while he finds the music, if you haven't been following us on social media, we are Pure Soul Podcast on all social media except Twitter. We are Pure Soul Cast. If you have an opportunity yet uh, to give us a call, give us a call. If any questions, if you Chat GPT doesn't help you out, you can call us 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. You can always shoot us an email at purosopodcast at gmail.com. And as always, if you're listening to a podcast, you've never caught us on YouTube, jump on over. We'd love to get, you know, 10K subscribers by the summer. I know I'm reaching big, but it'd be awesome uh, because the more people subscribe, I think it pushes us out and allows more people to watch our content. So come on over, Pure Podcast on YouTube, subscribe, hit that like button and hit that bell notification so you don't miss any episodes that we drop. And as always, thank you to all of you. I've left reviews on Apple. Uh, we haven't had a lot of reviews in the past month. I know because of vacation and everything. So we would love it if you would just inundate it with, you know, let's get another 100 reviews by February. It definitely would help us out. We are the highest uh, rank reselling podcast and the most listened to reselling podcast. We just want to be able to keep reaching all of you and the wider audience that needs help in leveling up their level of life with reselling. Yeah. And with that being said, it could be a successful, <laughs> life-changing business that will. Yeah, that's great. All right, so All right, let's here. do some hustles of the week. Come on, hustlers! It's the freaking hustle of the week. Yeah. All right. Uh, so our first one comes from Trevor. Trevor, IG handle at Peg City Sales. So this is a repeat hustle of the week person. Uh, so Trevor came across two sets of very rare. Svoltzflov, Richard or CD sets. Richter, at least. <laughs> One of the most famous pianists of all time from Russia. Mm. Uh, CD set at a value village for $14.99. Listed this on eBay after seeing comps of one that sold and two others that were still listed. Since then, all sold, including the one listed. Sold a Richter in Prague, Harmonia Mundi, 15 CD box set near Mint. For $385 plus shipping. So from $14.99 to $385 for some... Uh, and, and let me tell you, I love me some piano music. I really do. There's there's some uh, uh, some some piano music I listen to all the time. But uh, $385? I know. Ooh. I know. And it's not... A, it, I mean, he plays obviously some kind of classical music. Right. Right. But he's a contemporary. It's only... I mean, he might still be alive. Mm. I don't know. So... I'm more of a Hans Zimmer kind of guy, right. you know, but right. uh, yeah, nice work there, Trevor. I got to tell you, CD sets, you should always look them up. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people on Instagram. I remember uh, Hugo from So Quick Ship Quick uh, when I was sourcing with them. I'm like, what are you looking at? And he looked it up and it was like a hundred something dollar set. So you just never know. All right. This comes from True Rarities from the Discord. This one was a pretty cool one. Came across a vintage NASA film reel for 54 $45 at the thrift. You know, those big film reels, this was mm -hmm. 16 millimeter, uh, after feedback in the discord and footage of the reel was actually on YouTube. So I looked it up and I could find it. Uh, it was pretty cool. So I, I said, Hey, you should post a video from YouTube onto your listing. And so listed on eBay for $500 and sold after five days, a vintage 16 millimeter NASA film reel, Apollo nine, the space duel of spider uh spiderland and gumdrop for a best offer of $451 plus ship on Mercari nonetheless so that is that is great i i got to tell you that would be a tough one for me to sell 
you know, if it's something, because I'm a history guy, so something from NASA and the fact that you're able to find it at a thrift store and then you're able to sell it on Mercari. So that was great. Great job, True Rarities from the Discord. I love it. All right. Our next one comes from the Nikki Thrift from our Discord group. Man, and, and by the way, if you're wondering what we mean when we talk about our, our Discord group, uh, so we do have a Patreon for those who want to support us, uh, who feel like our content is entertaining on days like this. Uh, <laughs> hopefully helpful. A lot of times we give some bolos. We, we talk about what's going on in the reselling world and all of it's free. Like We've never charged for any of our content. Uh, and there are people who want to support us and say, thank you, Pearl Podcast, for what you do. Uh, and then as a kind of a bonus for that, you get access to our Discord. And we are not, we've, you could ask anybody who's in our discord. We don't hide any content in there. Like we're not like, here's a discord exclusive, but what it is, is a place for resellers to talk about things, ask questions to get tips. The youngsters call it gatekeepers. We're not gatekeepers. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not gatekeeping the the information, but a lot of times there's very useful things that we just don't have time to talk about on the podcast, but people are talking about tips about shipping or how to list this or what kind of item is this or where do you source these? Things? And so there's tons of things that, that people are getting value from. It's a, it's a great place. So uh, this one comes from one of our Discord members. And so they came up oh, real quick, real quick. So go to patreon.com slash Pierce podcast or link below and you can sign up. Yep. I won't even say how much. Yep. It's, it's like a, five bucks a it, month. It's a deal and a half. All right, let's do the puzzle. All right. Uh, so came across a sealed voice recorder. Oh, I saw this one. In a furniture drawer at a thrift store for $3. Paid for it, dropped off at the car and went back to continue shopping. Listed on eBay and sold a new Sony voice recorder M479 for $250 plus shipping. And it's crazy that like in today's technology, like th that, that stuff is so old, those old recorders. But I mean, there's people who know like that that's what they want. It's good. It does what they need. They don't want to worry about trying to record on their phone. Maybe it doesn't have as good of a mic. Like, and, and there's still money in those, those types of. I just wonder why product. though. It's always a mystery to me because on phones, you can do that. Yeah, but that's the thing is like, it's not. So a phone is one of those, like it's a jack of all trades and it does a lot of things really good, mm -hmm. but it's not going to have as good of a mic quality as a voice recorder. Uh, so if you're just like, okay. I just need like really good, like all I need it to do is be able to pick up my voice while I'm giving a lecture, I'm listening to a lecture. It's going to do better than your phone could do. Okay. Right. So it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, if you just don't care and you just need it for your own notes, your own personal use, use your phone. But if you're like, I need something a little bit better. Right. So it's, it's one of the or same thing with pictures, like your phone could take really good pictures. But if you're like a professional, if you hired a professional photographer and they showed up with their iPhone to take your family pictures or something, you'd be like, get out of here. Now, now, I mean, things may change. I do have a friend of mine who's a professional photographer and she uses her Samsung phone. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I use my my phone for a ton of stuff like that. I mean, I, do, I use my phone now more for videos than I ever have. But even still, like it, it, it'll get you 90% of the way there. Yeah, I get it. I right. Get but it, if you, you pay for that extra 10% when you're paying for somebody. Now I uh, wanted to add something. She had, um, I, I put this in the notes that she decided to go to her car and drop it off and go back shopping. And I strongly recommend that if there's something like really valuable that you find and you, you know, you don't want to misplace it. You don't want somebody to go in your car. Mm -hmm. I strongly recommend just buying it. Obviously put it out of sight in your car. I've done that before. I remember when I found those 24 Dixon flannels, like I just bought them all and just put them in my car and then went back shopping just because I was scared that if, you know, one moment I'm, I leave my car somewhere, I'm looking at something and somebody just grabs one or two because it's happened. And I've accidentally grabbed stuff from people's cards. Honestly, it was accident. OK, uh, so you just got to be careful. So, all right. What is your hustle of the week? Uh, so I was at a garage sale and I found um, it's one of those things where it's like I'm trying not to pick up too much stuff because uh, mm -hmm. I'm trying to be wise uh, and not 
kill myself with too much inventory that's going to take a while to sell. But I found a uh, a bunch of toys and normally I don't look at toys. I mean, I know you're getting better at the vintage toy market, mm-hmm. so you'd probably spend a little bit more time. But I just quickly glanced through and I noticed a, a figure that I could tell like that's playable. Like that is, I can tell it's play mobile just by like the way the figure Wait, is. What, what is that? Can you pronounce play it? Mobile? Play, play mobile. mobile. Okay, so play mobile. Okay. Sorry. I'm trying to like play mobile. I know. Is it, is it play mobile? Play mobile? It's play mobile. I think. But I think my Latino accent gets into I don't know. So anyway. Play mobile. Play mobile. Play mobile. Play mobile. Whatever it is. Um, and I find the, uh, the figure. And so I'm digging around. I find another figure. And then I find another figure. And so I just like nice. start putting them all together. Right. And I'm in several different boxes. And I finally like found like a box that was mostly empty. So like move stuff out of it. And I just started filling this box up with all of the like figures that I can find. And I'm finding like almost a complete pirate set, tons of knights with their horses, with their, with all of the like stuff that came with it, hats, the shields, the swords. And I filled up a pretty good size, like shoebox tote full of these things. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, there's definitely money in the figures. Like you can list them as lots. You can list them individually. And it's like, how much for all this? $5. Nice. And that's where there's one of those times where it's like, I'm not even going to, um, it's a, no point in negotiating at that point. Like if this is all I'm getting. I'm not going to be like, well, you took three. I mean, I've already got a box full of I these. I probably would have. Like, See, yeah, that's where I'm like, <laughs> now if they would have been like 20 bucks, I might've, uh, how about 10, but five bucks, like absolutely. I'm taking this for five bucks. Uh, so I'm thinking with all of the pieces in there, it's probably $150 worth of, of these figurines. Um, if I lotted them all together, it's just like one lot. I probably get like 80 to a hundred. And then I think if I like break it up into like three, three lots or so based mm-hmm. off the types, I think I'll get closer to that 150. Uh, so, I mean, it's just one of those things where I normally am not going to dig through toys and they weren't all together. Took a couple minutes to find them all. Hopefully I didn't miss a piece here and there. But when you're selling things like that and you're not necessarily trying to sell complete sets. So it's easy to say like a lot of pieces. You take the picture of what's in there. People know what they're looking for. Um, and yeah, good. There's a $5 to potentially... 150 bucks. It's funny. I did. I had some sales like that over Q4. I, I found the in two bags, you know, at the thrift store, the bags of it was vintage mm-hmm. Playmobil and it was $10 a bag. And one had like the full nativity set. Ooh, nice. So I broke it up. I broke it into Joseph, Mary and Jesus. And then I broke it up into the shepherds and I broke them to the wise men. And I think, yeah, I paid $20. It's $10 each bag. And I, I made over a hundred bucks and it was pretty, pretty fast because it was, you know, Christmas, time. Christmas. Yeah. So Nice. Okay. So I'm going to share a hustle of the week, which if I didn't tell you the timeline of this would sound like it's a great hustle of the week, Mm. but I'm going to be real with it. So back in 2018, when we started the podcast, uh, there used to be this uh, honey hole uh, store that shall not be named. It's Goodwill. Mm. You know which one I'm talking about? I know. It was a great store. I, I And I lived about a mile and a half from it. And so I would go there every day. And the managers had a great relationship with me and they would text me like when stuff would come in and it only took me less than two minutes to get down there. Well, okay. Maybe five. If I, you know, follow the stoplights. Let's be honest. It's Orlando. (laughs) It takes 20 minutes. No, 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 no. no. I I am. I am. I I am quick on the road. I'm just, I leave later to go to to get out on. There you go. There you go. There you go. So, you know, I, I I think you can even find the Instagram post. I think it's like our fifth Instagram post. If you're willing to scroll down all 4,000 posts of ours and get to the very bottom. And listen, the reason I share this is because I'm pretty sure I could have moved this faster had I been wiser about my pricing, right? It's kind of what we talked about earlier about slow eBay sales or what chat GPT talked about. 
And so I picked up a sealed new and packaged Miss Pac-Man plug and play TV games. You ever seen those plug and play TV games? Yep. Where it's just like the controller and you plug it into the TV. Yep. And then it had pole position and it had Galaga and it had all these other all the games. great games, all the great games. Right. And it was only five bucks. This is when the store should not be named. Prices weren't like crazy. And it looked pretty cool. And at that moment in time, I'm like, hey, I'm the only one that's sealed. I'm going to list this for $300. And I listed for $300 best offer. And I forgot about it. And then out of nowhere, last week, I get somebody that says, hey, I really want this. I can't buy it now. Would you be willing to take uh, a, low, a lower offer than three hundred. I'm like, sure, shoot me an offer because I'm already like, right. wow, I don't, I didn't even remember I had this. This thing was with me from my old property to the storage unit to my new property. I think I remember you bringing it into the to our old studio at one point, like for something we were gonna yes, like show on the episode, I and and I was gonna help carry stuff out to your car, and like, oh, I'll carry this one. I don't want you to drop it because then things might get weird. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, were, you were pretty this, excited. That's about how this. old this is. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, paid five dollars for it. And then, uh, you know, usually when you get a message like that, you're like, they're not going to reach out to me. So then a week later, sure enough, they said, hey, I'm ready to buy. And I'm like, all right, I'll change the price for you, which is a great tip. Instead of doing the best offer, if you want instant payment, just change the price. So I changed the price. And they said, hey, I just want to let you know I'm, I'm a person of my word. I'm going to buy it. I'm like, all right, we'll see. Sure enough, bought it instantly. And it sold for $120 plus shit. That's crazy. Because that's one of those things like I, I bet was at Walmart at some point for like fifteen ninety nine. You know, know what I mean? Like that's the type of plug and play. Like those aren't or at least weren't expensive. But yeah, again, it's one of those if they're not making that one anymore. And those games are great. They but really the sad are. thing is about it, I had it listed for so long. Yeah. Now, I didn't lose money on it. I mean, if you count the listing fees and you count all of that, I still made at least $80 net on that purchase. Now, the other thing I will say, <laughs> I did get a message like after it arrived. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to open this. And if if you caught our, our Monday mini-sode, like it's it's the era of, of the 1% of bad buyers that, you know, on eBay that just make your day miserable if you let them. And I thought it was going to be a negative message. And it was, no, it was very positive. I'll just, I was like, I was kind of shocked. So I got the message and it was, just received my package. Thank you so much. Smiley face. I'm like, wow. And that is so nice to hear a positive message because on eBay, very rarely is it like a really nice message. Most of the time it's a question or it's a rant about something. It's good. So, good. so there you go. Nice. Hustles of the week. Hustles of the week. And uh, we want to real quick mention uh, another good hustle is uh, Skull Shaver. We, we love using our Skull Shavers. Uh, keeps our domes nice and clean. We have a promo code yeah, or hustle a, capital h and it, there's and use the link below yeah use the link below use the promo code um and you know chat gpt says that good hygiene is important for resellers for several reasons oh my goodness. right uh, first it helps ensure that products you are reselling are clean and free of any contaminants this not only protects your customers but also helps to maintain the integrity and value of the and i'm just saying like you could create a chat gpt about everything we should have it write our ad copy for us write a write a reselling advertisement for <laughs> Anyways, uh, now this next one I'm really excited about. Are we going to go to... Should I play some music for this? This can, is like how we, we should end it. Will we get a copyright strike? Oh, that's a good point. Um, ooh. Yeah, let's just, just flow with it. I don't... I mean, I feel like it needs the music. You know what we could do? Here's what I could do. I could find a YouTube... I wonder if I can access it real quick. Um, so go ahead and talk okay. about what it is we're going to be doing, and I'll see if I can find something. All right. So again, this is not your normal podcast. Okay. We're having fun with uh, this AI. 
and we wanted to see how well it could do this. Because you remember uh, about three years ago, we had our Q4 app and it was a hit to all, you know, thousand views. <laughs> it was a hit. <laughs> and uh, and it, it, took a, it took a while for us to write the rap. It took a while for us. We actually made a music video. If you haven't checked out yet, go to just Google Pure's a podcast Q4 rap or reselling rap. I think it's reselling rap now and you'll find it. Uh, and you'll, you'll, you'll catch our, uh, you know, our, our lyrical genius, but I asked it, write a rap about reselling on eBay and Amazon with two rappers in the style of Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. And so I thought Mike and I will play this out now. You're wondering, what is this going to sound like now? Are we going to do this, uh, audio or are we going to just, just. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, 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 I, got, I got audio. Don't worry. Um, Are we going to be able to do the cadence though? That's my. Profession. No, you won't be able to. So okay. here's the thing. Uh, when we when we did our our now when we did our rap resale video, we spent a lot of time writing the lyrics. Mm-hmm. We spent a lot of time like practicing them. I had to teach you how to uh, how to listen to the beats, the yeah, two yeah. and the force yeah, that you true. were hitting. Right, like it, it took a long time. And uh, I love rap music. It's just crazy that I couldn't figure it out. And and the the, the funny thing about this is like this is probably i mean i don't know i haven't really looked at it all the way yet but it's probably better than like what we wrote and it came so fast you know like it's scary it um, is scary ours is pretty pretty awesome though you, and especially our, our uh i don't know what do you call it the chorus i don't know but all right let's see how this goes Here, let me let me find it let me listen to a couple quick uh okay this, well, well no no we're gonna i'm gonna play it on the you'll be able to hear it on the on the podcast i'm gonna see which one sounds good do you want me to It's not West Coast enough. How about okay. this? Now are you gonna play this audio so people know what we're doing? Oh, this is this is more like East Coast P Diddy yeah. though. Yeah, let's see. So let's try one more. A couple more and then we'll just do it. Uh we'll do it with a, n- nothing. This is an organic podcast. You're gonna hear all of this. Okay, so all right. Uh let's or, see. Let's see what's we're, we're trying to find like something else. All right. Hey. Oh, this sounds this sounds like it might be like a little bit. Yeah, let's try it. Let's try it. It's a little draining, but let's try it. Ready? <laughs> I'm going to mess this up. All right, do the first one. It's, it's fine. Listen up, y'all. I got a story to tell about making money, buying low, and selling high its well. Started small, but now I'm making bank. Reselling on eBay and Amazon, that's where I rank. Yeah, I'm the dog, and I'm here to say reselling's the game and we're killing it every day started with some clothes now we got it all from electronics to collectibles we're standing tall sourcing strategy that's the key hit the thrift stores garage sales and clearance deals find the diamonds in the rough and make them shine that's how we turn profit every time yeah pure hustle podcast 2023 yeah more's coming just waiting for the beat making money every day listen to the next step and we're doing it right high quality images and descriptions so bright price it competitively but don't give it away we gotta make that money it's time to play responsiveness is key we gotta be on it answer questions solve problems and keep the customer lit promote our listing reach a wider crowd Reselling on eBay and Amazon, making money loud. We're the kings of reselling, making cash flow from eBay to Amazon. We're running the show. So if you want to get in the action, start and source and listen. Watch that cash stack in. 
that's the story the end of the tale reselling on ebay and amazon never gonna fail making money having fun it's a life for me reselling that's the way to be keep it real keep it relevant keep it reselling i like this i love this one we're kings of reselling making cash flow from ebay to amazon we're running the show so if you want to get into the action start sourcing listen and watch the cash stack in yeah yeah <laughs> anyways oh we just did that uh <laughs> so i gotta remember uh the name of the uh the song that i did beat flowing the, the rest of the episode I, I like the little violin oh. in the back that hits all right, this is this may go down as the best uh, uh, Pure Hustle podcast episode ever. The fact that we just organically, randomly wrapped a song that we had never, I never even if read any of these lyrics. If we practice a little more, I think it would have flowed really well. Uh, I think so. Like, I mean, because I was just trying to think, okay, how, how does a, how does Snoop Dogg sound, right? Like the, with the kings of reselling. Yeah. But here's the thing. We flow. didn't even know the beat. Like, we're just trying to flow with the, we don't know what the next. Uh, well, yeah, but you know, if you, if you know how to listen to a beat, it's always two and four. Okay, I don't. Snare, but, um, you know, you got to, you got to. The first time that's a rough cut right there um but, but it's crazy the fact that it can come up with a pretty decent like reselling rap song and you could tell like what style you want it in uh and and obviously there's going to be some people who are like that didn't sound anything like dr dre and, and snoop dogg yeah i get that i haven't listened to snoop dogg since i was like 16 so i'm i'm sorry i can't remember but anyways uh, man I, I, that was pretty fun and i think um uh, i think yeah who knows let us know here's the thing First of all, I think we're gonna have to take some bits of this and like promote this podcast enough to get people to listen to the end because who knows how many people made it to the best part here. Uh, well, we still got one more thing. Are we not going to do one more? Oh, thing? I didn't see the other one. Uh, but <laughs> You're like trying to end the episode. No, no, sure. But before we get to that next one, though, um, I, I do want to say like, let us know in the comments below. Do you want us to see us uh, like practice this a few more times off air so you're not having to listen to it? And should we like release this as our next uh as our next uh, resell rap. rap. Yeah. There you go. And the crazy thing is, this is Chat GPT that made this, but I think we still have the copyright on that song. We do. That's our we song. do. We're the kings of reselling, <laughs> making cash flow. Love that one. All right. We want to give you guys content too that applies to reselling. So this is the best content. This is I, what I know, people are I here know, for. I know. Let us know in the comments below. What are you really here for? So here, here's the last question uh, that we we're going to share that we asked. We said, what does it require to be a successful reseller? It said, being a successful reseller requires a combination of several key factors. Number one, knowledge of products and market trends. Resellers should have a good understanding of the products they are selling and be aware of the current market trends and popular items. That is so true. Like you have to be able to, and they talk about adaptability later on, uh, but you have to be able to know what the trends are. Those that are successful understand, hey, you know what? Right now, probably Tommy Bahama's not it, but right now, Rain Spooner and certain kinds of shirts are in. Right now, you know, mm, yeah, it used to be a thing when you Danner boots, but Danner boots have kind of gone away. And uh, now, you know, Alan Edmonds have kind of gone away. But you know what? There are other shoes that are worth picking up. And, you know, for example, flannels, right? Years ago, L.O. Bean flannel sold well. Now it, Dixon is the flannel you want to pick up. So that's good. Next, sourcing skills. Resellers should have a good understanding of where to find the products they want to resell, whether it be through online marketplaces, wholesale suppliers, liquidation sales, or other sources. Yeah, you always have to have a constant flow of inventory. Three, listing and marketing skills. Resellers should be able to create attractive and detailed listings for their products and have a good understanding of how to market their items to potential buyers. And the nice thing is eBay does a lot of this already for you. 
And then I'll do four and you want to do the others here? Yeah. Uh, pricing strategy. Resellers should be able to price their items competitively while still making a profit. And I would add to that, if you want to be successful as a reseller, and we said we had a whole episode about what's the primary rule. And the primary rule is buy low and sell high. So you can price competitively as long as you are sourcing at a price point that keeps you profitable. You want to make sure you keep that going. That's good. Um, all right, our next one is customer service. Resellers should be responsive to customers' questions and concerns and be able to handle any issues that may arise. It's great. And again, very vague. But again, this is just telling us like several key factors. So it's not going into depth on them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is that's a great point. Patience and persistence. Love that. Building a successful reselling business takes time and effort. Resellers should be prepared to work hard and be patient as they build their business. I can almost mic drop this and be like, this is better than like half of the stuff that a lot of people are putting out where it's like, it's you're going to be able to make money easy. Like you're going to be flipping. You're going to be ma-. and they're just selling a dream. And like AI is like, this is hard work. You're going to have to work hard. The AI is more real and relevant than a lot of people out there. It's, just so, it's very courses. true because it, it's just facts. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's not feeling. Which goes to show that what we've been saying has been based on like... We've been validated evidence. by the AI. Look, look, the uh, AI, the, the robot said I was right. So clearly I'm right. All right. Uh, the next one, adaptability. The market changes and so should you. A successful reseller should be able to adapt to new trends, new products, new sourcing and selling channels. Love that. We talk about adaptability all the time. One thing about like auctions right now, right? That's one of the things that a lot of people don't want to do, but it's kind of like necessary now, right? That's good. Uh, And then finally, willingness to learn. A successful reseller is always learning from new products, new trends, new ways of sourcing, and new ways of selling. By having a combination of these skills, a reseller can be successful in the business and make profit over time. And you know what's so cool? Like this is, like if you read something like this, like to me, this, this reads neutral. You know what I mean? Like this reads like you're reading like an impersonal blog. But then I just showed like we could say write a a motivational speech from the perspective from the style of Tony Robinson. Right. And and it's going to give you like all of the like passion and enthusiasm. So like this can create both. This can give me like here's just the facts. And you could probably say like write something to encourage me because I'm down about reselling. My business is low. Like give me give me give me support. Emotional therapy too. I'm telling you, man, it's who knows? Who knows? All right, I saw you typing up there. Do you want to share what you're typing? I up? mean, you can talk for a couple minutes, or we can end it. But I was going to type something to see if it'll do it. All right, let's see. Let's we're going to do one. I, so I think we should we should end the podcast doing the flow one more time. No, no, no you don't. You no, think you think it's a one no, time? No, one, one, one and done. One and you got to know when you're ahead and quit. I just thought I, would, I just thought it was a you know way to outro. But here's the thing: there's very basic principles in reselling, right? And so. Hopefully throughout this podcast, you caught on to all of these, the, the idea of, you know, as Mike has said, being patient and being persistent, right? Sourcing is everything, right? If, if you're sourcing at a high cost or you're, you're, you know, you're running out of capital, you're not going to be able to keep reselling, right? You have to make sure you're buying low and consistently selling high, but you're able to adapt and you're able to keep your business going and you're learning from your mistakes and you're growing, right? Everything I just said is pretty basic, but it's, it's the best way to be successful as a reseller. All right. Do you want to add something here be on our, on our way out? Um, I, here's one of the things I think it's uh chat GPT, this AI, um, one of the skills it's like Googling, you know how, like when uh, you first learned to Google things, like you didn't know what you were doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we grew up kind of with it. So it's easy, but like when you would, 
teach parents or like remember when you first go to college like one of the first classes you take when you're in english you have to go to the library and like learn how to like look up in the library like certain like if you're looking for resources Mm -hmm. so part of the skill in this is how do you write the right types of questions what you're looking for that's going to be a skill in and of itself um but i asked it to write a fiction story about handling an upset oh i put summer that's why it gave me that okay (laughs) well just for customer real correct really quick um which I wonder if this is going to be different than our Monday mini-sode. Because our recent Monday mini-sode, we gave you five ways to deal with an upset customer. The 1%, uh, which we're going to have a full-on uh, theme episode about. Uh, but I'm wondering what chat That's GPT so funny. So I, I wanted to write a fiction story handling an upset uh, customer on eBay, but making it right in the end. And then it it gives me something that I was, that was like, it was the middle of the summer and the heat was on for Jane, an eBay seller. She just what? because I accidentally put summer instead of customer, it like yeah, auto corrected. Yeah. Okay, so let me change it to customer and see what it gives me. That's pretty good. The heat was on for Jane. Hey, that's like, a good. <laughs> we're, we're gonna be like, we're gonna write stories about eBay. Uh, and hey, it, they, it's giving me Jane again. Okay, so it was right. another day at the office for Jane, a what, customer service Jane? representative for eBay. She'd been dealing with an upset customer all day. So again, like if I would have written this right, like I am uh, write a, a fiction story from the perspective of a reseller who received a negative feedback, I'd get something a little bit better. You know what I mean? But okay, well, do it, do it real quick. Uh, okay, real quick. All right. We're keeping it real here. And again, I would suggest this program, you use it. Just like Mike had said, if there's something you just don't know about, it's a good starting place. And then you could do the normal research on Google. What this does, what this will do over time, it's going to cut your time in research as a reseller. I truly believe that. So if you're, you know, you're thinking about, let's say wholesale, you've never done wholesale, right? You could Google like, what's the best way to wholesale? And you, you can get all these blogs. But if you could say, what is, I don't know, I haven't done it yet, but you could ask it questions like, what is the best way to wholesale vintage clothing? And I'm pretty sure it's going to give you a bunch of stuff. I'm not going to do it right now because we've asked a ton of questions already. Or you could also ask questions like, what is the best way to negotiate at garage shows? And it'd be interesting what it says. It'd be interesting if we ran it against our own episodes because uh, we've done a few. If you haven't checked them out, you should check them out. But again, it's another resource, another way to be able to expand your knowledge as a reseller outside of now YouTube, our podcast, our social media, and now you got chat GPT. So now that Mike has uh, fixed the question, okay. let's see what we got. This is great. So I changed it to write a fiction story. Again, I did this really fast, so I'd reword it. But write a fiction story. Um, I put from in, uh, but in first person perspective, from the point of view of an eBay reseller about handling an upset, crazy customer on eBay. All right, let's see. Here we go. So I've been an eBay reseller for a few years now, and I've seen my fair share of difficult customers, but this one takes the cake. It all started when I listed a vintage handbag on the site. It was a beautiful piece in great condition, and I priced it fairly. I had no idea the trouble that would come with it. (laughs) The bidding started off slow, but soon picked up stream. Before I knew it, the handbag was selling for twice what I had listed it for. I was thrilled, but my excitement was short-lived. The buyer, who I'll call crazy customer, contacted me immediately after winning the auction. They were furious. This bag is a fake. I demand a full refund, they wrote in all caps in the message. I was taken aback. I'd carefully inspected the bag before listing it and was definitely authentic. I replied to the buyer explaining that the bag was indeed real and offered to uh, provide proof of authenticity but crazy customer wasn't satisfied. They continued to rant and rave in messages, demanding a refund and threatening to leave negative feedback if I didn't comply. I tried my best to calm them down, but it was like talking to a brick wall. They refused to listen to reason and continued to harass me with messages and phone calls. I was at a loss of what to do. And phone calls. I guess so. I knew that I couldn't give in to their demands, but I also didn't want a negative review on my account. Like the fact that it knows this. Um, So I decided to reach out to eBay customer support for help. 
They were able to intervene and mediate the situation eventually, getting crazy customer to drop the issue and leave positive feedback. It was stressful and exhausting experience, but I learned an important lesson. Sometimes, no matter how hard you try, you can't please everyone. Both the right support and a bit of patience, even the craziest customers can be handled. That's pretty good. It was good, but our, our Minnesota is better. Far better. What do you mean? Our oh, how to handle it. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying like... if I, it, But the somebody, story was good. Somebody story could easily lie. If someone's like, I need to make a, a, a TikTok about reselling an item. Like, I need a story about reselling an expensive Hot Wheel. Like, how... They can just come up with something like anybody can write anything now. It's, it's but this is why you you should keep tuning in to Pierce of Podcast because always we will keep it real, relevant, and reselling late. Yes. You know, it's kind of giving real a new uh, a new uh, meaning there. It uh, is. AI. It is real. Real, real people. <laughs> Let's say. Beat.